Hi guys, welcome back. We are now with a special guest tonight. She's Indrani Kopal. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she's also a lecturer in uh, Taylor's University College. Hi, Indra. Hi, Bala. Hi, Satya. Hi, Indra. Hi. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Welcome to our show, actually. I just want to ask you something. We ask this to all our guests. So sure. how is uh, MCO treating you right now? No, I think for us, um, for me, it will be longer because the, um, I'm not scheduled to get back to campus anytime soon. So, the, um, so and I'm teaching full-time at Taylor's and um, uh, I also run my own documentary center. Mm-hmm. So on the production front, it's, you know, we all, everyone's suffering. It's quiet. Um, but mm-hmm. thank God I do have a project in post-production. So that's going on. So we're actually in the post-stage uh, so that's great because mm-hmm. that work that, was, that, that work um, didn't stop. Mm-hmm. On teaching front, um, um, I think it took us all by surprise. We didn't think uh, this is going to be so serious. Um, the best part is Taylor's has been talking about, uh, my uni has been talking about us teaching online. And uh, many of us from the um, communication school who mm-hmm. are teaching film productions, we were oh, we were actually up in arms and saying, no way, we're going to teach production online. Uh, we can't show them the camera. There's no demonstration. There's no okay. uh, practical, no, no, no lab sessions. So there's no way we're going to go online. Mm-hmm. But we arrived at a situation where all of us are forced to teach online, even okay. film studies, film production, TV productions, everything. Mm-hmm. So everybody have to adapt. And so it's, it's, a, it's like... Um, Whatever we thought we couldn't do, suddenly we had about a month to prepare. So how MCU has been for me? It has been busy, busier than I've ever, ever imagined. (laughs) Literally, there's no switch off, there's no pause. And I know I'm not alone. I think um, many many lecturers probably on the same boat with me, especially with with our uni, we're going to go fully online for a long time. Yeah. Very happy to have you on the show, Indra. So your MCO is like that. You're busy and you took your time to come to our show. So we appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Bala. Thank you for having me. I, I didn't know what to even, uh, I don't know what to expect. I didn't prepare. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's good. Chat. That's what we like. That's what we like. <laughs> so Indra, all of us, we would like to know actually how you got the interest in doing video in the first place. You know, how, how you actually started to get into this video business per se. I think uh, there are, you can say actually there are multiple uh, start, mm-hmm. <laughs> multiple fronts there. Uh, very beginning is when you first get introduced to the field. And for me, it was by accident because um, I, always, I, I did my uh, higher diploma uh, when I was very, very young, when your parents sent you to university, when you don't get to decide what you want to study. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, uh, I was sent in 1999 to study IT. Like probably most of us, our parents were so, you know, for the lack of imagination, they thought, okay, software world, so we're going to send them to IT. Nobody tells us, you can grow up to be a folly artist, you can grow up to be a colorist. I wish mm. people told me those things, you know. Yeah. I wish I grew up thinking I could color a movie. I, I really, mm. but like, give me a choice. If I mm-hmm. could pick a career, I want to be a colorist or a sound designer or a folly yeah. artist. Oh my those God. are tough jobs, you know. Being a colorist is a very tough job. I love, I love this thing. People don't know. People don't know. They think it's easy to actually color grade a movie. Oh, (laughs) that's the thing, right? See, but then you're growing up, 
don't know any of this job. All you yes. know is to be a teacher, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be an engineer, <laughs> IT specialist or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And IT was staring at me and um, I know I hated it. I do not even recall teachers who taught me this. I mean, that. Oh, gosh. I know. I hated it. You know, so Visual much. Basic is the most easiest programming it language was. to learn. It was. You know, you have to do this program and then burn them in the CD with the old <laughs> interface. Those are the days, la. I know. Yeah, man. That was nice. I know. So, so please tell us, you so studied after IT. that, and then I, um, I, I joined a university to mm. be a film technician, actually, because mm. I didn't know I was going to be assigned to a film lab. Um, yeah. Or TV, television, film and television labs, FTV lab, they called it. And okay. the first time I was looking at a camera, so I was in charge of the cameras. I was mm-hmm. in charge of labs of f- the very first uh, Macintosh that had a very first version, early version of Final Cut Pro. Okay. So I was in charge of them. So I was supposed Final to Cut Pro 1. 101. Yes, that <laughs> one, the version <laughs> 1. The first I have no one. idea how it how... Oh, wow. You don't want to know. Um, okay. So like, that's where you got to know about like editing. Software. So you get to know the knowledge oh. of uh, software oh. and you get to play with your camera. So oh. that's your first exposure. You know, it's like oh, very innocent, very amateur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what you're going to do with it. It's just something mm. that you did mm. because you had the mm. time. And then mm. I slowly, I don't know, I mean, um, I guess everything you were doing without you knowing were leading you somewhere. But I guess mm. at that time you don't know. You just, you were curious. Yeah. I guess you were yeah. intrigued. Uh, I was mm. curious. I was intrigued. And I guess I was, um, I was a learner at heart, I think. I used to sit in Patrick Lim, one of the, he's actually a filmmaker. Oh, I know him. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> yeah. was a lecturer at the East University when I was a technician. So I would sneak into his class and watch all these one Kawai movies and mm-hmm. you name it, right? Okay. Um, and Zhang Yimao movies. And he would talk about film and I would sit in there, oh my God, wow. It's like it's, a t- totally what, alien. Uh, can I ask you, can I ask you, did yes. he wear batik shirt at that time? Yes, always, that, that, always. That, that, always. <laughs> all right. Okay. That, that gorilla batik shirt. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And he hasn't changed a bit. And he would actually come and bunk at FTV lab to, to get away from the academics. Now I know what he felt because I'm, I'm doing exactly what he was doing then. Oh, right? okay. 20 yeah. years past now, but he would hide away in the lab and he would, he would just sit and rest. You know, he's actually taking a nap. But mm. out of a sudden, he would just snap out of the nap and start typing. And he actually wrote two short films while he was resting or napping in that FTV lab and mm-hmm. end up shooting it. It was a big project that took him to Berlin now, took him to many film festivals. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, that was his choice. His, I think it's Kilovator and his Echo. You should ask nice. him about the short films. Mm-hmm. So seeing him... And I think he's the first person to ask me, mm. you know, why don't mm-hmm. you make films? I said, well, I'm Patrick, I'm a computer technician. What do I know about movies? You know, <laughs> you know somebody just plant a seed in you and then they go oh. about it. It's not knowing what it would do to you someday, right? Uh-huh. And you're just 20, 21 and innocent. Uh-huh. And, and you know what? I think 20 years fast forward, here I am. Mm. And, and lots of things happen in between. You, nice. Leave the, nice. you mm-hmm. change job, you become a somehow land in a TV station, Warner, my, my TV. I don't know if you all still remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Started by Premi and THR, actually, back in the days. And mm-hmm. I was a TV host. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Bala, we met during that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, we have uh, yeah. a long history, yeah? <laughs> we, have a, we have a long history, but I think we just start with the MIT, <laughs> <laughs> Warner. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was a TV host, um, mm-hmm. hosting a, a, a music program, of course. I think my, while I enjoyed doing that, mm-hmm. I, every time they call cut or stop, I would run behind. I think Sindhil was behind the camera then. Right. Mm-hmm. I would run around. And how, how the camera works. I think Sivan was behind the camera too. So I don't know if mm-hmm. you all know Sivan. I think he goes by a different celebrity mm-hmm. name now. He's mm-hmm. a famous rapper. Mm-hmm. But... Uh-huh. Um, Shivan, Ranjan, Ranjan Shivan, Murli, yeah. Maran, of yeah. course, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, a lot of people today are doing very well coming out of that batch yeah. of Varnum uh, yes. in yes, yes. production. So, you know, I was intrigued about what, how you produce a program rather than being in front of it. Mm-hmm. And then I think I went up to Premi and said, Premi, can I produce some programs? Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, it's a very guerrilla setting and very <laughs> new for us going against... It's like Astro was the big guy and then you were like a yes. small brother next to them and you were mm-hmm. doing, you, you had all the freedom in the world and you're telling your local stories. So I think yes. that actually um, started as many of us in the industry yeah. and yeah. I remember doing many magazine programs oh, about Vegum La, Minsara Kannala, Aspiris, Rajini was my TV host and mm-hmm. there was, there was um, oh. very... Um, it was a very interesting times because we really thought Varnam was there to stay and it was our first 100% local programming and that mm-hmm. in the future. But I know a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they closed shop and all of yep. us had to head different directions and I decided to go back to school to finish my degree. I finally knew what I wanted to study, what I wanted mm-hmm. to do and I couldn't find a job then. Um, a degree in multimedia production, majoring in mm-hmm. web journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, um, at, at OUM, just mm-hmm. when I got accepted in the semester, I was going to go, I used to attend weekly classes at UM, mm-hmm. and I got a call from Malaysia Kinney, asked me to oh. come and join uh, as a rookie video journalist. Mm-hmm. I have no background in video journalism or journalism per se, so I was I was um, placed under very senior and seasoned reporters and, uh, and editors, and I think mm-hmm. people like Patmajar, Kabi, Moran, Sufyan, and mm-hmm. and um, Prem, they all are my mentors. And then mm-hmm. six years was uh, a wonderful growing years for me. Mm-hmm. Um, finishing my degree and also gaining my experience climbing up the ladder as a reporter. And again, Bala, we collaborated a couple of projects based on the story. Yeah. I think I told yeah. uh, at Malaysia Kini. And yeah. um, after that, I guess mm-hmm. I guess uh, Malaysia Kini actually you found a niche for. Me making documentaries right because when i ask you how you got your interest in video production actually there's a lot of platform out there like movie yeah. making tv magazines you were doing but then i think so malaysia kini is where i lead you to do uh, good documentaries because reporting is like documentary it, so? it is actually um if i may make a distinction because that was the impression i was under see mm-hmm. going into Coming out of TV TV production after two years, mm-hmm. you're in the entertainment world. So every production you were doing, although the process is the same, the content is non-fiction though still, okay. non-fiction, mm-hmm. non-fiction yes. but purely to entertain and inform, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, less on informing, but more of entertaining, entertainment and also mm-hmm. the economics of the business of running a station is there, so sponsors and all of that. And then you go into, first of all, going into journalism world. Second, you're going into nonfiction storytelling. Third, it's also uh, a, a very objective reporting. So my initial introduction to Malaysia Kini is that I need to do news reports. So I was doing news report. I was going out there, telling stories. I was trying to get subjects. I was trying to get topic and issues that you want to cover. 
you're bringing the news to your uh, audience, um, to your uh, viewers, and you mm -hmm. have that responsibility but I don't think I grasped uh, I understood my responsibility clearly because okay. um, again journalism uh, when you're starting you, you'll be impartial you'll be uh, you'll be passionate you'll be uh, you'll be you'll be full on fire you want to you know you want to change the world <laughs> you know <laughs> you want to you want to do wonders right so mm -hmm. um, your stories will have those reflections I think my temple demolition story had a lot mm -hmm. of that Looking back now, knowing what a real journalist should have done or a seasoned storyteller would have done, mm -hmm. I don't think I, I was impartial. I don't think I was objective. I think there was a lot of personal um, uh, biasness in there. So uh, looking back at some of the stories, I wouldn't show them as an example of a good journalism, but they were stories told uh, from my point of view uh, to my audience uh, in the in a good in a good intention to bring a suppressed and oppressed uh, marginalized story to light, yeah. Yeah. but then there's always this distinction that I think I forgot. Oh, you don't learn that until you you are in the field for a while. Uh, yeah. So I think I thought I was doing documentaries, and then I realized actually I should by right I should, and I was doing news features, okay. and then towards the end of the sixth year, towards the end of Kini TV, oh, Malaysia Kini TV matured, you know, it was a yes. great platform, it matured tremendously. I think towards the end, all of us grew and matured together and we realized, okay, wow, I think I'm really interested in telling a documentary-like story that has uh, yes. my personal perspective in it, uh, uh, yes. my view in it, rather than being burdened by having to be neutral, having to be objective, because there's no such thing. I think I should leave it to real journalists to do that, or maybe... I, find, I did find myself departing from oh, that. Oh, I see. So yeah. as a journalist, you have to be neutral. You yeah, you actually. have to. It's mm. huge. Um, but, you know, certain topics, my point of view, when I watched your videos in Malaysia, in your reports and all that, right? Most of it is something for me. It's like a good documentary. A, a good, yeah. You're bringing the message to the society. Yeah. But what actually kind of sad about it is people know you because of the game changer and now incarcerated I know, I know. nobody i mean not nobody <laughs> la. not mostly people don't know your time in malaysia kini they no. don't know the videos no bala you're right everybody think is the game changer is things that i did in america but for mm -hmm. six years we mm -hmm. told hundred hundred of a story i actually have about 120 videos in my youtube all okay. of them mm -hmm. all of them are mm -hmm. properly packaged and whatever other news are reporting, you want to be the first to actually come up with the newer version of that news. But I think as Malaysia can a special report, uh, we were on the third floor, so we were the video team. While the editorial chased the daily news, we were given freedom to tackle news, special stories for uh, that has a longer deadlines. So people okay. like editors like Kabi, um, Anand, Maran, Safian, Prem, they're always interested in the What are we telling this time? So what's our next story? Mm -hmm. And was also a time when um, Udaya was around uh, and I worked very closely with Hindraf and Udaya then so we actually followed. Oh, I, I, I got very many leads from him too so mm -hmm. uh, the Bahau slavery uh, I think um, yeah, many stories that we covered uh, um, after tipped off by him as well and also we worked with a lot of non-profit organizations and there were representative uh, pro bono lawyers who helped with us so 
it was great. It was um, it was a very organic. I hope those listeners who are out there listening, <laughs> listeners actually can go and dig up some of the old videos in Reddit. Yeah, good stories, Bala. Thank you for helping me to remind me to yeah remind me of them yeah. actually. Yeah. After Malaysia Kini, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I have, how's the how you went into like award-winning documentary. See, She's I discovered my son. documentary. So this is where I was, I was telling you the distinction. I discovered the distinction between news stories and okay. documentaries. And I think I have, to, I have to credit Freedom Plum Festival mm. uh, to She's help my me. Son. my son to help mm-hmm. me to start that journey. Um, mm. uh, when I, I kept a story away from reporting because I know mm. that potential to that yes. story as the lead. Did you get the subject from Malaysia Kini? So I was I was uh, doing this interviews with Sarika and all the team for yeah. a feature in Malaysia Kini. Mm-hmm. Then I sat on the story for a long time. I wasn't ready to release it. So I started working on other stories. And I know there was something more to it. So um, Sufyan Shuko, my producer at mm-hmm. Kini, said, um, well, should we try to pitch it to um, FFF, Comas then, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started the process of first time putting together a proposal. Uh, I didn't even know what's that, and putting together a proposal, pitching an idea, going for a, a sitting in a line with ten other people, trying to pitch the idea. You know, oh, all of this very new to me. You know, in our, in, our, in our office, we come up with an idea, we, we decide, we do enough research, we present the evidence, and then we go and shoot. It wasn't like that. This is you have to put together a proposal, go and sit, you got to pitch, convince people because they're going to give you money. Oh, what what I'm doing now, like naturally every day for production. It is something I was exposed to it 2007 for the first time. Yeah. But that, don't you miss it? Oh, that feeling, one? that feeling, that thing, learning new. Learning, really... of course, of course, of course. It's uh, it, it's it's it, it comes naturally for you now to think about proposal budget and then pitching and then pitching <laughs> and, then and then go for production after. But back then, you think of an idea, you go and shoot. Of course. It, doesn't go anywhere far but I was lucky you know Bala I was extremely lucky not many filmmakers or storytellers have the opportunity I had I had an, mm. an amazing organizations behind me I had a wonderful mm. producers yeah to work True. with I had a platform that I could my work put my work out mm. I had an audience ready audience to watch them yes. how, many filmmakers, yeah, how many filmmakers can say they have to kind of start so I was lucky that way where can where can the listeners watch She's my son. Is it yeah. in it's YouTube? all on my Vimeo right now because Malaysia TV, what happened, they rebranded after our batch of, uh, of producers. Mm-hmm. When, we leave, mm-hmm. when we left, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Malaysia rebranded Malaysia TV to Kini mm-hmm. TV, which took mm-hmm. on a bit more mainstream look. Um, they have a reporter, they have a package news, they also have, a, a, they had everything, all, everything that we had, uh, mm-hmm. which is very guerrilla. Uh, hit and run kind of shoots you shoot and you put up sometimes it's it's very rough <laughs> it's very uh yeah you know it's not polished as you would see in the tv but that's what we went with guerrilla television reporting or something i think uh, mm. looking back I about hey, it. come on four by three is the way to go <laughs> <laughs> It's classic. Yeah. It's classic. 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 Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Okay. Put it on the classic yeah. so I can get away with a lot of. Because mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. she's my son, um, I I got a fellowship uh, to, uh, to go to um, uh, to the US for the first time. Okay. Uh, Washington University because mm-hmm. Jenna still from DC came and uh, she was evaluating our citizen journalism program, and she saw one of my Kampung Bapala documentary. She said, "You know what? I, there's something about the way." 
there's some you're doing something right mm-hmm. but um i think there's a lot of room there's so much for you to learn and i think we need um, additional exposure and uh, we're not a better place to learn than to go to the place that you learned how to make a film so though they changed my style of storytelling moving away from news to more um documentary like packaging and okay. i think i learned what documentary is probably um uh, in 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 that journey of 6 weeks and i came back mm. and i started also repackaging the way i tell stories using the stories i've learned whatever i learned so and i keep expanding um the the style storytelling style the approach and um i think a lot of people liked it i discovered about poetic storytelling i didn't know film essays existed so documentary didn't have just one way of a voice of god or one mm. way of just it a lot more versatile a lot more creative uh, in the in the approach and i thought wow what a world this is uh, and you envy people who studied you know and then i think mm. it must be in my mind that i want to go back and actually do something else or further my studies mm-hmm. i think it was also again when you meet people and they talk to you and while i was in the us they introduced me to fulbright scholarship and the director mm-hmm. of the documentary center told me indra you must come and do your mfa i had no idea what mfa was until you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so you learn a lot of things yeah know. yeah so so far in your experience you learn everything right just yeah. catch up with everything yeah yeah you have to be the right yeah. people you have to be in the mm-hmm. right place i just had good people coming my way and opened yeah. up that um the door maybe or mm. maybe showed me the door and it's, it's always up to you you always have the choice to go or not mm. so when i was yes. in my mid 30s and i decided to leave everything a wonderful career in malaysia kini and mm-hmm. just you know you love doing what you were doing and to leave that behind was a huge decision but like i said all of us will hit that midlife crisis thing <laughs> and i think i hit it a bit earlier okay. <laughs> you know what i i don't i i have to get out i have to go yes everything after that is the indra we are seeing now uh. obviously <laughs> but yes but it's a great journey what you uh, what you've told us but since we have you here and you are lecturing in tailors we would like to have some uh, tips or uh, free classes for tonight <laughs> <laughs> so i would just want to ask you okay so for all the newcomers uh, the filmmakers yeah. out there can you give us the essential steps to make a good documentary oh wow i mm. i don't know if i'm the right person i don't think any of us you are <laughs> you you are the senior lecturer <laughs> um of school of media and communication i guess um how do i say this teachers day <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, i do like to share this i think um because yeah because a lot of young mm-hmm. filmmakers one they think they know everything so they don't want to learn um they probably made one or two films and they think okay we learned enough we can go make more movies but mm. this but the probably some place i can go and teach share rather so they can do it mm-hmm. right when they actually are in the field because when people intern for us or work with us on a project they don't know what project is they don't know what proposal is or, okay. or budget or, or, or the development phase they don't know the importance mm-hmm. of that but doing a research mm-hmm. before you actually pick up the camera and go for shoot so i think mm-hmm. this was exactly the same time when one of my colleague today actually was a good friend of mine lena asked me intro do you want to teach it uh, okay, yes. so i said oh yeah sure you know uh, uh-huh. so you 
I went there to share this. And at the same time, one other thing I, I, during my interview, I said, I will teach if I can continue to keep my company running and do productions on the side. Little like, okay. uh, they, while they say, yeah, yeah, of course, of course you can. Yeah, as long as you don't go teach anywhere else. But you can okay. do production. But little I know, <laughs> they, they probably be laughing behind my back. But my experience actually taught me that uh, my students learned uh, um, uh, a lot when I ex- explained to them how important development phase is, that you have to spend at least mm-hmm. a year or two from the inception of idea to the day mm-hmm. your principal photography starts, and that mm-hmm. there are places out there willing to give mm-hmm. you money for your ideas. Mm-hmm. The idea of grant or fundraising or, or mm-hmm. pitching an idea before you fully shoot a film and, and not just rely on Astro RTM or, or, or Finas, but actually there are a lot of many regional avenues out there for them to seek funding. So that starts with putting together a proposal, perfecting your script or your screenplay. So I think mm-hmm. um, that's the only place I feel like they have no patience for developing their screenplay fully or developing okay. their, putting, investing some time in uh, perfecting their script, getting a script doctor to look at them. I think... Mm-hmm. If we could work on that and workshop your story in the U.S., the Game Change actually a classic example. It's just a short film, right? But mm-hmm. we have to yeah. workshop the story a few times. What's workshopping a story means? Um, um, I participated in a workshop in um, like uh, in a small town organized by a group of storytellers. So they had uh, ten spots only. So I was the youngest in that group because everyone else are working seasoned veteran filmmakers. What they do, they're probably developing an idea, putting together a proposal, probably seeking funding, applying for grants. But then something is missing in their film. They probably even have a rough cut. So we all apply, just pay 300 bucks, go to this camp. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere far in the mountains, you know, uh, in, the, in, in really a rural place. There's no connections there. It's a nice cabin, mm-hmm. huge house with a lot of small cabins for filmmakers to stay. So mm-hmm. it's an artist residency almost. So you stay there for 10 days, no connection, no nothing. For 10 days, 10 people in there, every day, all the 10 of them will participate in perfecting your story. They'll watch your rough cut, they sit and brainstorm your film, all the 10 incredible storytellers. And then at night, we'll have dinner and we, we would just chill out and talk about what we did. But morning, you wake up, again, you screen your movie, your pitch idea, you show your proposal, and all of them will spend the entire day work on your story. And that repeats every day for different people, different stories. Wow. It's incredible practice and they call it workshopping your story and game changer Ooh. took a, really, I really worked on my story in that workshop and they actually do that a lot. I rarely wow. hear that here. And, yes. yeah. and then they also bring in an expert, they bring a legal advisor, another day they bring a sound composer, another day they bring a music supervisor. Music supervisor is supposed to look at your film and tell you where you need to of, uh, where's the loophole? Where are the hidden music in your track? This is a music supervisor's job. I had no idea a, a job called music supervisor even existed. Yeah. <laughs> editor, will, editor here will do everything. <laughs> I, know. I know. These are separate jobs, right? So um, the idea of collaboration here, I think, as to we have to work on that. Um, uh, not being afraid of being stolen or... Yes, yes. To share. Um, and I agree. also be very humble about your story. I still think 
have a great story but mm. there's room for improvement can you help us and asking another fellow filmmakers about that and sitting together in a team and spend about 6 months just working on a story it takes a lot of humility and i think that's what um i a lack among um i think in the, in the group that i'm in or Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 wow yeah so yeah this is actually a key to make a good documentary right <laughs> because uh the pre-development stage like your development stage people are just rushing they just want to go out there and shoot uh, if you take your time span do your research yeah. and also ask people's opinion professionals in your peers I think you will have a better product at the end, right? Yes, you know. First thing is, what is development? Development is not even pre-production, you know. So yes. there's a three phase, three stages of phases to filmmaking, right? Is that from the very beginning? Think about three stages already, mm. not after. Mm-hmm. But the three stages I would people like to rethink. Um, production mm-hmm. would be production itself, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 exhibition, distribution. Mm. If you think mm. about from the very beginning when you have the idea, these three stages, mm. then I think you would then be in the right direction of going. Take, I mean, your your film will have a longer shelf life rather than just end yeah. up in a YouTube or end up somewhere yeah. you don't know where because it wasn't. Uh, this is for this is for filmmakers who he they have an idea but they want to do the script and they want to develop the story and they want to bring it somewhere. Yeah, because production house like us. Yeah. We already have a client. Exactly, that's the thing. You <laughs> so, already have an platform. Yeah, so, yeah. So our distribution and marketing is a different whole story, lah. Yeah. But if I want to go and uh, let's say I want to make a film outside there, I must talk about marketing. How I'm going to distribute? Yeah. How I'm going to? Yeah. Now this, this whole chat about hybrid market because gone the days when um, independent filmmakers relied on relied on publicist or relied on sales mm-hmm. agent or somebody else to do mm-hmm. that. Um, the mm-hmm. data and work. Um, mm-hmm. It's a time where independent filmmakers really have to do everything, put on all the hats. And I think people underestimate the producing job. Most of us underestimate mm-hmm. producer job because all of us like to be directors. Um, just yeah. just last week, I think I did a whole session on producing with my students, and not, some of them have had no idea, had no idea mm-hmm. about. What a producer's job would be. So I was so surprised. <laughs> they, they think it's very simple, right? Yeah. When they watch something, they think it's yeah. very simple. Yeah, they have. Wow, it was a very um, eye-opening uh, session for them. Yeah, correct. Some, Indra, I just yeah. want the students to take something from this. I just don't want students to just get into media studies or filmmaking yeah. because they think it's easy. Yeah. To actually graduate with a degree, you know, it's not as easy as they think when you uh-huh. go out there. Uh-huh. You won't get those jobs, and you won't stand out. They have to really get into this with pure passion and you know a thirst to learn. Mm. Because if not, you'll yeah, fail. You're right, uh, Allah. Absolutely. Mm. But then you can't crush their dreams because so that, exactly. So it's actually um, it's like uh, no. Uh, that's the thing. I don't know. It's either it's their dream to be a filmmaker or just jumping into the course because they think it's easy and it's it's glamorous. glamorous. I was going to say a lot of yeah. three. The three reasons why you come into the business. One is you're really passionate to tell a story. And you think your story is the only story matters, so therefore you go and don't look for mm-hmm. other stories out there. Two, you you attracted by the glamour and the glitz and the, everything behind it, uh, walking on the red carpet and all. Third, <laughs> you think it's easy because you, you, I don't think they understand the journey. I don't think they understand the the gravity. Yes. So, uh, uh, Indra, would you like to touch on the incarcerated rhythm a bit, or we? I I I don't know what to say about it actually. Um, <laughs> it's been it's um it is a movie that I think uh, uh, 
it's a movie I meant to make, and it's a movie um, that probably the main reason why everything happened to me happened. I think I okay. was meant to tell the story, and everything yes. I did five years before that led me to the story. I think that's all I want to say about incarcerated. <laughs> all right. So, Indra, what's your future projects after incarcerated with them, and what you're doing so, what's your, you know, besides teaching? So, you know, I we as far as take project we constantly actually have projects coming so for me um so between me and maran maran is my business partner so between yeah. me and maran does um a team project astro project so he, he, he does uh-huh. that um and both of us will um, have been taking feature-length documentaries um commissioned sometimes commissioned. Uh-huh. i think after far east i did feature and teach uh-huh. up uh, i think while finishing far east i did teacher and uh, I'm working on Ismail Ashim. It's a movie that I oh. shot about Ismail, an in photographer. It's a film that we were scheduled to release this year, but I'm going to only schedule it next year. So every two years, my goal yeah, is, where will you be releasing it? Um, we will try to release it in Georgetown Festival first because it is oh, Penang okay. premiere. I need to have a Penang premiere for that. So, oh, you know, okay. my target is every two years to finish a feature. If I can do yeah, a feature yeah. film every you heard that, guys? Yeah. Every two years to finish a feature, not two months, two years. Yeah. Damn it. Really These guys make me do movies in seven days, oh, five no. days. Okay, five days. No. You know, you know how long it took us to do pa? How long? The initial was five days. No, 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 no. Seven days. Seven days. Oh, okay, the initial was seven days. Whoa. The initial was five days. They asked me for five days. Yeah, we pushed it for seven. Yeah. All right. A professional also, if you're given a longer time, you'll get a better product, right? I mean, no, really. In, it's, it's always features, two years to five years. A personal project. Nice. Really. So when I take a project, I do tell my but you, you you can have that patience huh? or you love that process. Of no, that because length. it takes that length of time from the day mm. I sit with a client and ask them what mm. they want to do. It takes three months for me to finish the proposal and sit with them and find wow. the proposal and the budget to arrive to a amount that everybody agrees to. It takes that much. Mm. I have to do pitch tech, I have to do research, I have to put together maybe a teaser. So all of this takes uh-huh. time, three months, and then you, if you get money, that's great. Then uh-huh. production will take another month or two because you have to do uh-huh. research. You have to find out what you want to shoot. You got to finalize your team. You like your, you got to have an idea what you want to do, and then principal photography will take about a month, let's say, as three three weeks to a month if it's really long. And I do yeah. like to collaborate. Therefore, I do take my time. So that's that's two months, depending on the budget. And sometimes it's an ongoing, although I, they pay me for just three weeks, sometimes I take my time. I return and I go back and I go back. Documentaries about building trust. Okay, let's let's jump to the fun questions, Indra. Sure, sure. Well, let's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We would like to ask you, Indra. Okay. Yeah. If you could be any age for a week, what age would that be? And just for a week. Just for a week, uh, age that I'm not yeah. in now. 
That week you are in MCO. That you cannot go. You know, I'm not making you travel back to time. Yeah. I'm just changing your age. That's a different question. <laughs> it's just you're changing your age. What age would you be like to be like in a week? For a week, eh? Come on. Oh, well, wait, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. Um, for a week. Oh wow. Huh. Just for a week. For a week. I think I like to be ten. Ten. Okay. Ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, ten. You like to be a child. Child, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ten, just yeah. for a moment be there. Fun. Because you can be a child without having the pressure to be an adult. <laughs> just be at home, watch cartoon. Well, <laughs> Eat what mom do. Ten, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. I think, was X-Files. I think I would binge yeah. on X-Files. <laughs> X-Files. <laughs> okay, that is PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why... Don't ask me uh, why 10. Yes, you're not allowed to ask why 10. You just get right, to the right, okay. <laughs> 10, just, just an answer will do. Okay. So, uh, you know, what questions actually, you know, you've been going for so many interviews. And even I called you here, I felt guilty, you know, she's been going for all these interviews. So, I want to ask you, what questions do you hate to answer? Uh, People ask you all no, this. No, there's nothing. To. Nothing. I didn't. Oh, okay. No, nothing. nothing. I can't. Seriously? I can't because I ask questions all the time. So I can't hate. Them. There's nothing really. You can ask me anything. Really? Yeah. 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 So isn't there a same question you've been repeated? People asking you and you hate that question. I do. I do. That's one. They always ask me how yeah, do you, how yeah, how do you thrive in the male-dominated industry? Oh, uh-huh. oh okay. Don't they know Malaysia is not like I that? Know. I know. Seriously. I think <laughs> Good thing we didn't ask the question. Yeah. Good thing we didn't ask the question. Wow. It didn't. Oh, wow. Can you imagine you guys asking the questions? Like, oh, this is, yeah, this is our industry. What are you doing? You almost I, asking. I never actually like thought of you when I work with you. Oh, she's a lady. No. You know? I never thought you're, of that. You were wonderful like that, Bala. You've always been yeah. very, very respectful. Very equal. Very yeah, equal. Yeah. equal yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, Indra, yeah. what you always wanted, did you get it? I, I have everything I wanted, Bala. I oh. have everything I wanted. Oh. I, for a, for a, you answered that. Yes, I have everything I ever wanted and I am in living a life that I have dreamt of living and I think I'm extremely content. Anything else right now in my life is bonus. Oh, nice. you're, you're content with what you have then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did that stump you guys? Can I ask you that, Satya? Are you happy? Oh, God, no. This, this time we <laughs> ask question, you answer. As an object and uh, fulfillment and happiness, obviously we are okay. Okay. I mean, okay means, I mean, listen, <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Bro, bro, watch out! Right you are talking to her. She's yeah, <laughs> so gonna do a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are happy with what we have. One, my question was: this. Did you have all? Ayala, she she dreamed about this and she got it. Yeah, yeah she answered. I dreamed it. about many things and I have them. And nice. I'm glad they're not 
Uh, That's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Last question I'll be asking. Uh, okay, Indra, yeah. are you still learning? I think this is the answer I know. Okay. Are you still learning who you are, or you have found yourself? Um, I think that's a life lifelong journey, isn't it? Learning who you are. But I think I found my. But no, I think um, uh, I, you know, I know what I want. No, no, I don't know who I am, but I know what I wanted very early on. I think that's okay. important. I don't mm-hmm. know who I am, okay. but I know mm-hmm. what I wanted. So that's all. Okay. So did you get it? Of course. Yes, yeah, yes, you got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I okay. have it's okay. a thing, right? I mean, we all know it's actually a huge experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a it's a very philosophical experience. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not a thing. It's not a job. It's not. Uh, it's not one thing. You know, it's not measurable that way. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still finding it nice. I hope we all think, uh, uh, continue to learn and grow. Because if mm-hmm. you're growing every day, you're bettering mm-hmm. yourself every day. Uh, it will never stop, isn't it? Only the and day you think I know on that. <laughs> if you think I know everything, oh, wow. Yourself, as in, you know what you want, you go and you learn, you gain knowledge that's different, as in, you know who you are as a person. As yeah, a no, even that. Even then, if you think you know who you are, where mm. is there the room for you to grow and learn about who yeah, you yeah. can be, you could be? People go crazy because they haven't found themselves. A lot of them. Yeah, I think a lot of... Yeah. I don't know what a lot of yeah. I can speak for others, but I didn't think... <laughs> I think that people see others in themselves. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, you I understand. That, oh, oh wow! I I can I can be vulnerable, or I can, mm. you know, you're from outside. Sometimes people see you very differently, mm-hmm. but then if you internalize yourself, um, if you think, well, I should, you know, maybe I should say sorry. I want I want to ask this question also yeah. to Satya. Oh, wow. Satya, yeah. you You found yourself or not? Not yet. <laughs> I'm still confused. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be honest. Confused is a nice state of state of yeah. mind to be sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will, I will one day. One day I will. <laughs> when the age comes, maybe okay, this is it. <laughs> Don't try anything else. <laughs> yeah. It was very nice. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. Yeah. It's my pleasure, Satya. My pleasure, Bala. You guys have been very kind yeah. to me. <laughs> Oh, it was great. Thanks for joining us to the yeah, show. It was great. I, no, listeners learned a lot. Oh. Thanks for coming on Teacher. <laughs> Would you like to tell anything to the audience before you leave? The listeners, I, maybe I, your fans. No, I just think um, sometimes we just have to be kind. Be kind because we don't know what kind of storm people are facing. Every one of us are fighting different different storms in our lives. So I think uh, someone rude to us or someone really mean to us. Because we find ourselves a bit more forgiving, I guess, you know. Okay, um, that's nice. Yeah. Be kind to everyone because you don't know what they're facing, yeah. what they're right. going yeah. through. Right. Right. Who are we to be rude to them? Yeah, exactly. Why? You want to be rude to them? Yeah. Well, well, oh, cool. well, thank you, thank you, Paula, thank you, so thank you Sandy. Thank you, so nice. you guys have a lovely thank evening. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with thank this. Good luck. Okay. Thank you so much. Keep in touch. Okay, and all the best. Okay. Thank okay. you. Happy Teacher's Day, Teacher. Thank you, Bella. <laughs> <Happy> <laughs> <teacher>. <laughs> good night. Okay. Good luck with the podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good luck. Yeah.